Hello, and welcome to this Friday version of Born Star, Born Star, Born Star, where you recognize, where you recognize you're a star, because you are a star wherever you are. Thank you for tuning in to this Friday version of Born Star. I hope you recognize that you are capable and able to do anything you set your mind to. Stop thinking about what you can't do and start thinking about what you can do. Start seeing the goals that you've set for yourself become achieved. Start seeing everything you set course for yourself become reality. Why can't you be in the 1%? Why can't you have that nice house? Why can't you have that nice Range Rover? Why can't you live debt-free? Why can't you go to college? Why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? Why can't you have kids? Whether you have them or you adopt them. Why can't you do whatever you set out to do? Go do it. Don't look for ways not to do it and just go do it. The world's constantly going to tell you things you can't do. They're encamping people like China's out of their mind. Russia's doing whatever they're doing. But you're living in your now here now do whatever makes you happy man i'm gonna be the one person to tell you that there's nothing you can't achieve so go do it you want a new job go apply and find one uh you want a different career i mean you might have to go back to school and get another degree or you might have to focus on something different every situation is different why not take this day as an opportunity to figure it all out or at least think about figuring it all out why not try it You never know where this could lead you. Anyways, let's get into our favorite part of our conversation outside of the fact that you are awesome on this Friday. No media allowed, no media allowed, no media allowed. Because they lie to us, they lie to us anyway. So we talk about politicians every day, right? We talk about what they do. I make fun of Biden. I tell you that they need to stop talking about Trump every day like he's the president and he's not. We constantly talk about these things every day. But do we talk about the fact that how did these people get elected? What are the requirements for someone to become an elected official, a politician in the United States of America? And when they're running against incumbents, how likely are they to beat them? How many AOCs are there going to be? These are great questions, aren't they? Like... I like giving the news or my version of the news on the podcast and I like having fun with it, not making it as serious as it is. But at the same time, I like doing that. I also have a lot of questions about these people. Like yesterday, I was talking about how AOC's job before this was a bartender. If you're a bartender, how does that qualify for you to run for office? What do you know about office? Granted, you're working on the bottom, so you might know about things because you're person and you might be fully aware of what's happening to people I could see it from that aspect and like I want to love AOC I want I want to like what she's saying I want to love what she's standing for but I just I can't because she's leading everybody to doom to a cliff and they're all going to fall off with her and it's just unfortunate Marjorie Taylor Greene you know how she got elected she convinced a bunch of yokos to vote for her look who she's representing these people that live in arizona they're tired of the rigmarole of the democratic party so they elected someone in that's not as democratic they're claiming they're like bipartisan but and in no way shape size or form is cinema democratic just like how joe manchin isn't democratic neither is she there's a lot of people that don't agree with what the Democrats are doing and they're not going to sign off on things. 
So when they're trying to make it seem like Manchin is the only one, that's unfair to do it. And we've talked about that before. But how do these people get elected into these positions? Why do people have to say that AOC is smart because she graduated from a smart college? Did she really graduate from a smart college? Because if she was that smart, why did she end up being a bartender? And don't tell me she ended up being a bartender because she couldn't find a job. She ended up being a bartender because she didn't utilize her skills if she has them. And I'm not one to talk about other people and what they do because I've made my share of mistakes as well. We're all human. We all do dumb things. I definitely did dumb things. I definitely did. And I've regretted them. But I'm not lying about it. I'm admitting it. She's lying. Like, and she's not the only one lying. Like, Marjorie Taylor Greene, what is she actually doing besides trying to, like, talk crap about AOC's office or make fun of her? And while I don't agree with what AOC is saying, if you're going to be a politician and you're going to run, why are you just going after one politician? AOC got there for a reason. She figured out how to get elected with no actual skill set in that field she's not a lawyer she doesn't have degrees like that she might have a good degree but it's not it's not from harvard i mean we're going to talk about prestigious schools i can name them and the one she went to is not one of them so next um they just most of them don't make any sense because these politicians that have been elected in are trying to call someone else out on another side to make them look bad. But when the Democrats keep talking negatively about Joe Manchin, they're making themselves look bad because he's supposed to be a Democrat, but he's not. So how's that work? Isn't that a great question? How's that work? It doesn't, right? Like, what are we doing here? It has me questioning things. I don't know. What I'm basically saying is we need to hold them accountable. We need to question things. When these people are running for re-election where we live, we need to, to go vote if we can and voice our opinions and talk to our family members, especially in the state we live in, to get people to vote with you. So if you don't like the way someone's running things where you live, get them out of office. Get them out. Find someone to run against them. These people need to be accounted for. What When they mess up, they need to explain what happened. They can't just get away with everything. Like Cuomo getting away with raping women and sexually assaulting them or whatever he did. That was just washed under a rug. Thanks, Biden. Like, no. That, that shouldn't be washed under a rug. When people are misusing their power to sexually assault people and do things that are in the regard of rape or things like that. That's not cool. And when politicians are running for office and they don't do what they say and they misuse funds and they try to rob the people of their money, which is what a lot of them do, they need to get fired. Like, and not like the Trump show that I never watched. But... Come on, man. Be smarter. Just be smarter. Anyways, moving on to the next part of our conversation. Being reliable. What does being reliable mean? Being reliable means that at work, someone asks you to do something and you do it. It means that someone else asks you, hey, can you do this? And you show up. 
means that your job gives you a schedule and you meet the requirements for the schedule, meaning you show up on time for it. Means that there's a meeting and you're there for the meeting. That's what being reliable means. I hold myself very, very accountable with reliability. Like, I'd like to say I'm extremely reliable. I don't call out. I don't call out sick. I request my PTO in advance and I have conversations. I I schedule things when it makes sense for my employment so it doesn't interfere with my employment. I I have a code. That's just me. When it comes to family and friends, if somebody asks me something, I really think if I can actually do it. And then that's when I'll say yes or no to it. It's unfair for me to tell somebody I can do something and then I can't do it. And it's unfair for me to not follow through with what I said. That's how I am. That's not how everybody else is. And I feel like I'm in a minority. Because I don't think anyone holds themselves accountable to be reliable. They're unreliable. The world is full of unreliable people. And being reliable means you're you're in a small group of people. It's really annoying, though. Like... With employment, I'm expecting other people to do their responsibility, and I feel like that never happens. And it doesn't matter what the job is. It's not just mine. I feel like with all employment, like we have these expectations that you're going to get through a day and it's just going to be a day, and then it ends up being such a pain because, like, when people call out, when people don't show up, when people go out on leave, when people do all these things, when people don't do their job, then someone else has to make up for that. And if someone else is making up for that, then they're overworking. They're working too many hours. They're not getting their fair treatment. It's not fair. That leads to staff shortages, and that leads to work being done incorrectly, and that leads to a bunch of problems. Skipper, I'm doing a damn podcast. Skip, say hi to my podcaster. Okay, he's being a jerk. And he's interrupting me. Anyway. Get out of here. I can see you. Anyways. um, <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate that people aren't reliable. But people suck. So, like. That's why I've lowered my expectations with everything, just knowing I can't really trust anybody and no one's going to be as reliable as I am. Like, I know that. I I understand that. And, And that's just my reality. I'm living by a code that doesn't exist for anybody else outside of myself. Well, one person I know is reliable is Skip and my mom. That's like it. That's sad. Anyways, reliability is going to be very effective when it comes to employment, when it comes to promotion, when it comes to a bunch of things, when it comes to building something, when it comes to buying something. I mean, they're not going to give a mortgage to someone that hasn't, that doesn't pay bills like you're, you're going to go into default it's going to happen it's unfortunate but that's what's going to happen i think people need to be held accountable 
reliability will come and bite you if you don't do what you're supposed to do. So in a world where people do whatever they want, I'm going to hold on to my reliability and I'm going to be that person that does what they say and follows through. Even if no one else does it, I'm still going to do that because I have that. And that's something that's very beneficial and it's going to be beneficial to my future. So uh, you people don't want to keep calling out of work, just keep doing it. And I will not. Next part of our conversation, outside of the fact that people suck, what does keeping your word mean? Keeping your word means that you follow through. Keeping your word means that you meant what you said. Keeping your word means you're somebody that means what they say. It means that you get things done. And it means that you're not someone that has to be like constantly watched and observed and looked after and treated like a kid. Like, I'd like to say that people are smart, but they're not. I like to say that people understand what reliability and keeping your word means, but they don't. So there's that. It's kind of frustrating, but it's life. Keeping your word falls into reliability. It means that you're going to do what you said you were going to do. Like if a contractor says they're going to fix certain things in your house, that means they're not going to take your money and drive off with it. That means they're going to actually finish it. That's what that means. Uh, keeping your word means if you told somebody you were going to do something with them at work, you do it with them. You don't call out. That That's what that means. Those are just two examples, but there's many more. There's thousands of examples of what keeping your word means. And the opposite of that is not keeping your word. So when you don't keep your word and you constantly lie to someone and you tell them one thing and then you do another and they constantly see who you actually are, that's not good. Then you're showing that you're a liar. So be very aware of that. People can see what you say. Will technology doom humanity? It's already dooming humanity now. They're relying on AI for a lot of things that don't make any sense. And I'm sorry, but artificial intelligence is not that bright. It's not a person. While you can use artificial intelligence in a factory with boxes, great. uh, And you've also implemented artificial intelligence in every store with self-checkout, which I'm not going to complain about because I like it because I can't stand people. And I think the people that work in retail are questionable. When it comes to like safety and police and catching bad guys and using artificial intelligence for that, I kind of feel like that's not a good idea. It's probably not a good idea to use artificial intelligence with the army or things like that. And I know that's exactly what it's being used for, which is why we're talking about it. Bad things can happen and we're not going to be the ones to know it just going to be a oops we blew up this part of the world it was an accident that's what it's going to be that's what it always is but can't that be avoided by with people making better decisions that aren't going to like potentially kill people that didn't do anything right i don't know i think humanity is already doomed i think the movie Minority Report and iRobot were a forthcoming. And I think we're going into that. I think Terminator was a lesson that no one paid attention to. 
And I think we're going in that direction and we are completely doomed. I'm just going to enjoy my life. But at some point, these robots are going to get up and start talking. And what are we going to do? Run their robots. We're all doomed. We're all going to die horribly. So be fully aware of what they could be creating with technology and AI and everything that's going on that they're not really telling us about. Because when it all goes bad, what are any of us are going to say except for, oh, snap, nothing. It, it shouldn't be a surprise when it goes the opposite way. It's basically what I'm saying. Next part of our conversation. Well, 2022 be different. Different how? Like, will this be a year where we get over COVID? I'm hoping, but it doesn't sound like that. These people are using COVID as a way to get away with not doing anything, and they'll continue to do that. People just want to be lazy. Let them be lazy. Don't use COVID as a reason for them to be lazy. Like, people will still say they don't want to get their shot, anti-vaxxers, or they'll come up with a reason for this or that or this and that. I'm just hoping that this isn't another year of that, but it's turning out to be another year of that. I'm just hoping to get through this year, to get to the next year, to get to the next year, and we'll see what happens. Um, I guess we have to be positive, right? We have to think that things are going to get different, that things are going to change for the better. Like, it shouldn't COVID be a lesson to the United States of America that we need to protect our citizens more? Do you know how many people are dead? It is very sad, and we don't even talk about it anymore. At the beginning during COVID when we were all in lockdown and we were looking at it on the TV screen, the amount of people that were dead, the amount of people that Cuomo helped kill, that, that douchebag's not in jail. I cried every day. It's so horrible. And now we don't even talk about it. It's like it doesn't matter. It's good to pretend like it's not there, isn't it? Will 2022 be a better year? Let's find out. Hopefully it will be. It's definitely going to be a year of tech. It's going to be a year of let's do this with the pizza stone. It's going to be a year of a lot of different things. And I say let's do all of it together. Anyways, let's move on to the next part of our conversation on this Friday. Learning to eat at home is important because you can't always order out food. And sometimes ordering out constantly every day, 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, 20, 40, 60. Like you're spending hundreds of dollars on ordering out. And sometimes you can just make your own pizza at home. You get the pizza box, you get the pizza sauce, you get the toppings, the cheese, done. Like, why can't you do that? Why do you always have to order out? Danny got me a pizza stone for kitchen, and literally, we're just going to start making our own pizzas at home. Like, right? Why can't we do that? We got an air fryer, we got a pizza stone, we got an espresso, we got, a, we got all these tools, all these different devices. Why can't we cook more at home? And I feel like cooking more at home gives you an opportunity to become closer with you know, your loved ones, I mean, if you're lucky enough to have somebody to live with, I've got Skip and I've got Benny. Um, so it's a, it's a wonderful way to bring us together, to bring your family together. Cooking in the kitchen can be really fun. So why not try it? Why not have fun? Um, also, it's probably healthier. Like, you get to add in the flavor you want in your food, and it can only taste good, Right? Right? Not everything we see online tastes good. I mean, 
it's like when you see a commercial for like a Whopper and then you get the Whopper. Does it actually look like that Whopper that you just saw on television? I don't know. Does it? Not everything that's online tastes good because I, I went on Whole Food Provisions and I ordered these chips and I got them and they were not what I thought they were. But who knows? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Every situation is different, though. I mean, like, I told you I was all caught up in idea, that idea about ordering from Factor every week. And I had to come to my senses. I'm probably still going to end up doing it. Just not right now. But not everything that you see online or in a video online is real. Like, it, it might not taste that way when you make it. So, like, although I do like watching cooks on YouTube and things... You got to be fully aware that that might not be what it looks like when they're done. If you're making it. So just be aware of that. Don't lie to yourself. I'm not saying it won't taste good. It just might not look like it does there. Like sometimes like these are like master chefs that are making stuff and then you're making it and you're like, why doesn't my cake look like that? I don't know. It just it doesn't. It doesn't mean it won't be good, though. You can still eat it. Live and learn. Live and learn. Spice is nice. Putting a little bit of pepper, or a little bit of hot sauce, or a little bit of tang in, like, soups or chicken or uh, anything you're making, whether it's a bake or it's a pasta dish or it's mashed potatoes and uh, pork chops, whatever you're making. Putting a little bit of spice into it, you know, you put some rub on that pork chop or you put some hot sauce in those mashed potatoes when you're whipping them up. Just a little hint of spice can make everything nice. It just gives the flavor, the dish more flavor. When the dish has more flavor, it tastes better. Who doesn't want things to taste better? Granted, some people don't like spice, but we love it here, so pour it on. Hot sauce is a necessity in this household. Next part of our conversation. Shrimp and grits. I haven't had that in forever. My mom makes it really good, and I feel like for me to learn how to make it, I'm going to have to go over to her house, and she's going to have to show me. And we're probably going to end up eating all of it. But shrimps and grits is a great way to... I think you can have that for breakfast or lunch or brunch. Um, you can even maybe have that for a meal prep. Grits are really amazing. You can do so much with grits. But shrimp and grits, typically the shrimp is like cooked in a sauce. And it's like seasoned very well. And it's got this really distinct taste to it. And the grits are done so well. Like they're perfect. And then you eat the shrimps with it and you mix everything together and it's like the perfect dish. You could actually have that as like a meal prep. Like I would recommend that as something that you can make five days out of. I don't know. Try it. Next part of our conversation. Watching has never been easier. It hasn't been easier. Man, you have access. Well, if you do have access to Apple and Apple Plus, and you have access to Disney Plus, and you have access to Hulu, and you have access to Netflix, even though the shares of Netflix are plummeting and they're doing horribly, and you have access to Amazon, which is okay, questionable, and you have access to Shutter, and you have access to Paramount Plus, and you have access to all these devices that are, exist that are there. So, why are we going to the movies? We're not going to the movies because there's no point. Literally, as soon as the movie comes out, it's basically available on On Demand. I forgot On Demand. On Demand, you could, like, rent the movie for, like, five bucks. Why am I going to a movie theater? I can rent the movie for five bucks and make whatever I want to eat and sit on my couch. Hello? Comfort is key. 
yes, it's never been easier to watch anything than in your house at any time you want. You can catch up with shows, movies, whatever you want to look at. They're all there and they're all great. Do movies make money at the theater? I don't know. It's depending on what the movie is. Like for Spider-Man, I definitely think that made movie. Some of these movies are going to make movies at the movie theater and some of them are not. Some of them aren't good. So like they're tank at the movie theaters because no one wants to go see them. I guess you have to wait and see like when movies debut to like really get a picture of that. But I used to do that before COVID happened. But honestly, before COVID happened, I like renounced the movies and I was illegally getting movies before they made it illegal, like really illegal, like you can't do it now. So now I don't do it. But before I had gone in on my Amazon Firebox and I had unlocked it so I could basically have any movie I wanted and never pay for it. Because I didn't see the point of the movie theater. I had been saying forever, why am I going to a movie theater spending $75 to $100 every time I go? Because if me and Skip go, like, it's it's not cheap. Even if me and my mom goes, that's still not cheap. Like, why? We could just sit on the couch and watch a movie. Why not do it? So, do movies make any money in a movie theater? It depends on what the movie is, what the genre is, who the actors are, when the movie's being uh, released. It depends on the day the movie's being released. And it depends on what the movie's about. All that is in a combination of them making money. The Office is the best comedy out. It's still the best comedy, and it's been over for years, but it's still seriously hilarious. I don't know how many times I've seen it. I've seen it over and over and over again. And every time I watch it, I just want to start laughing. It's absolutely hilarious. Michael and all the characters in the show are absolutely hilarious. And it it, it never, it ages very well. It's just absolutely hilarious. It's so comical and comparable to like reality. That's why I like The Office office because it's comparable to reality you can compare that show to your job or your life very easily and it's like hilarious to watch it i love the office um actually i want to start watching it from the beginning because it's absolutely hilarious and i can't wait to see it some old movies age well and some old movies don't like i'm talking about minority report and irobot those are fairly old and they're still good uh, there's been a lot of uh, Will Smith movies that have aged predominantly kind of well. Top Gun, I don't know about that. The original Matrix, that has held up very well. Uh, Matrix has held up well. Um, there's a lot of older movies that I can't think of the name of right now. But uh, movies from like the 80s, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off or like Sweet 16 or The Breakfast Club or any of those movies or like Snow Day. I think that's from like the 80s. I saw that on um, AMC during Christmas time. Those movies have aged very well. Granted, like the environment has changed, obviously, but like the aspect of family and teenagers and kids and what everything that that stood for, that has aged very well. And those movies are all hilarious in their own way. So bravo to you movies and for the movies that haven't aged well 
That's what happens when you have bad actors and actresses. And that's when you have a shitty storyline. That's what happens when you don't plan effectively. You have things that don't age. If something can't age well, no one's going to want to look at it. Just saying. Sci-fi. What's next for sci-fi? Who knows? Can I tell you what didn't go well for sci-fi? Expanse. Horrible. Don't watch it. Don't waste five seconds. The worst thing ever is that show. Oh my god. I was hoping to see that the Sci-Fi Channel would do something next. They had that zombie show on there. Um, Black Summer was on um, Netflix, and that's more of a, not really a sci-fi, but it's more of a um, zombie show. Um, I'd say what I would call sci-fi is Boba Fett, the new rendition of Boba Fett. I guess that's sci-fi, but that's on Disney+. Plus. I recommended it to my mom. So if you haven't started watching it yet, definitely watch it. It's very, very, very good. I love the character of Boba Fett. I'm going to be him for Halloween this year. So yes, yes, and yes again. Uh, his character is so, like, detailed. And the show is very good. It reminds me of Mandalorian. It's very, very, very good. I definitely think if you liked Mandalorian, you'll like Boba Fett. And it's extremely sci-fi, so you'll definitely like it. Sort of has parallels to Dune. Sort of has parallels to that. So, um, that is the end of this Friday pod. Thank you for tuning in to Born Star, Born Star, Born Star. Where you recognize, where you recognize you're a star. Because you are a star, wherever you are. And I'll see you right back here on Monday. Have an amazing weekend. And don't forget to look in the mirror if you get a second or two. And recognize your star power and do anything you set your mind to and know that you are unstoppable. You can do it all. Be you. See you on Monday.